It's the Goulburn Valley's 95.3 Triple M, Josh for Breakfast, and a podcast that is up on Listener that I uh, mention on the show pretty frequently is the Sports Bazaar podcast. Titus O'Reilly, Mick Malloy join forces for this one and uh, discuss some of the more, well, it's in the title, I guess, bizarre sporting stories and uh, sporting history uh, from throughout our time. And uh, who joins me on the phone now, Titus O'Reilly. Good morning. Good morning. Good to be with you. Uh, you guys, uh, the first episode has been released of this one. Uh, it's the 40th anniversary of the Australia's win uh, in 19, uh, 1983, sorry, of the America's Cup. Um, I've been reading this and I've researched a little bit into this uh, for preparation for this interview. I'm wondering why this isn't a Netflix documentary already. Well, they have done some stuff on it, but it's going right back to, you know, it was 132 years the New York Yacht Club had the America's Cup and no one could beat them for it. Yeah. And it and it took the Australians um, to come along and, and take it. And, and it was literally, the New York Yacht Club was so confident, the trophy was literally bolted down in their headquarters. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the kind of, the Australians show up and Alan Bond showed up with a gold-plated, uh, spanner yeah. saying, I'm going to unscrew those screws. <laughs> uh, trust, trust the Yanks to get a bit cocky, don't you think? <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, that's that's fantastic. That's such a cocky behaviour. But us Aussies come along and say, no, no, we're, we're taking, you better unbolt that because we're taking it. Absolutely. I mean, the Australians started, it was a long time coming. The Australians started challenging back in 1962 where Sir Frank Packer, uh, father of Kerry Packer and, and grandfather of James Packer, first challenged. And he kind of learned that this was a bit of a, it was a bit of a one-sided competition in that the Americans both, you know, competed in it, but also controlled the rules. Wow. And so he actually had to complain to them at one point and he launched an appeal, uh, which they decided in favour of themselves. And he said, complaining to the New York Yacht Club is like complaining to your mother-in-law about your wife. You don't really get very far. (laughs) (laughs) No, I wouldn't imagine so. Um, There's a whole heap of uh, big characters in this story. We've got uh, former Prime Minister Bob Hawke, who said, uh, any boss who sacks anyone for not turning up today is a bum. Is that, that's where that famous line came from? That's where it comes from. It was the it was the last race. It was seven, it was a best of seven series, and it went down to the seven. Australia came back from three one down, and you got to remember back then there were like three TV channels yeah. and no internet, so literally all of Australia was watching this. A bit like, you know, they got behind it like the Matildas got were gotten behind recently. Yeah. And uh, it was dawn. He'd been up all night, Bob Hawke, and the press kept saying, are you going to give us all a public holiday? This is where this <laughs> idea of giving us a public yeah. holiday when we win something yeah. comes from. And uh, after a bit of questioning, he finally said, you know, anyone that sacks a worker for not coming in today is a bum. And I can tell you, not many people did go into work that day. <laughs> well, I guess you couldn't really work from home in those days either, could you? <laughs> no, long, long before that. I mean, you didn't even, that was the day if you left the office, there were, you know, no mobile phones, no computers. No one knew where you were. It was, um, some would say it was a more fun time. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, there are other people involved, like uh, Alan Bond, who I think you've mentioned, Sir Frank Packer, and J.P. Morgan, who's a uh, American financier. Can you give us a little bit about what his role was with making sure the Americans kept the cup? Well, J.P. Morgan, you know, the company J.P. Morgan is, is 
still around and named after him. He he was the richest man in America. He was sort of you know the Jeff Bezos yeah. or the Mark Zuckerberg of his era, and they had so much money. I mean, it was costing literally in today's terms hundreds of millions of dollars to launch these you know cup challenges or, yeah. or defend at these boats. Um, and so, for instance, when they needed a um, new headquarters, he just bought a whole block of land for the club. In New York, in the middle of Manhattan, in New York, <laughs> just bought it overnight. Um, so you had these amazingly rich guys, and he often uh, he raced against a guy called Sir Thomas Lipton, who you might recognise the surname as the inventor of Lipton tea. Mm. Uh, he challenged five times and lost every single time, um, <laughs> but it made his brand of tea the biggest in America. So he kind of thought it was worth it. Yeah. Maybe that was his strategy from the get go, just getting his name out there. Yeah, I mean, they weren't all as, as they were sometimes shambolic sort of challenges. There there was one, uh, you know, back in uh, sort of the 19, uh, so the 1870s, where a guy turned up in a boat to challenge and raced, and he raced with five dogs on board, three cats, a raccoon, and a monkey. And the monkey knew how to put up and down the sails while they raced, <laughs> which led the Americans to say he was the best sailor on the whole cruise. <laughs> Again with those cocky yanks, i tell you what. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, the first episode of this uh, podcast series is up on list now. You can search Sports Bazaar. It is a fascinating story. I highly recommend people uh, checking it out. Uh, Titus O'Reilly, Mick Malloy in uh, Sports Bazaar. Hey, just quickly, what, what's Mick like to work with? Does he, uh, is he um, a bit of a character? Oh, look, the thing I would say to people is what you see with Mick on air is exactly what you get off air <laughs> and uh this sort of doing this together came out we used to sit at the pub and just chat about sport and uh i'd tell him these stories and he said we, we should do something with this and um the feel of the podcast is much like two guys sitting in a pub just talking and chatting about sports so that's you know it's, it's probably the easiest bit of work we've ever had to do i mean but then when you think about it his other show is the front bar which is about sitting in a pub talking sports so yeah there's definitely a pattern with mick i'd have to say absolutely yeah i think he, he's sticking to his niche which is good <laughs> he knows what he's a man who knows what he's like <laughs> <laughs> absolutely well titus o'reilly i appreciate your time this morning you can listen to the sports bazaar podcast on listener uh thank you for joining me oh, absolute pleasure